You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pets Mean Business. I am Jamie Migdahl, your proud and honorable host of this wonderful show on Pet Life Radio Network. And we are having a really good time with this show. We've been, we've been interviewing and talking to and uh, engaging with some of the very best in the pet industry. And I was just saying a few moments ago that I think one of the coolest things about this industry and one of the coolest things about my perspective on it is that it really is a giant onion of an industry. Meaning that, you know, you think about the pet industry and you think about this big $60 billion number that everyone assigns to it, but really behind that number is a whole landscape of really interesting things happening with innovations and whether it's around product design or services or things in the nonprofit area, really cool things that are really cool people are doing. And our show is an opportunity to showcase some of those people doing some of those things. So I'm so grateful that you're here. I'm so happy that you're listening. We've been getting great feedback from people. I think the show is doing what it's supposed to do, which is to provide some engagement and some inspiration to you as a listener. If you're interested in the pet industry, whether it's passively or actively or a maybe, or you've been here for 50 years, this show is really designed to bring everyone together and to open our eyes and ears to things happening that you may not be aware of. So on that note, Thank you so much. And obviously, you guys, if you know, I say it all the time, but you can always reach me anytime, any day, anywhere, which is uh, jamie at petliferadio.com. You can check out my website, jamiemigdahl.com. You can call me. You can smoke signal me, whatever you need. I am so psyched to be a part of your life in any significant, small, what have you way. And if I can help you figure out your way around the pet industry and I can make an introduction or I can send you some sort of good thought or whatever it is, I am so psyched to be able to do that. And today is no different because today um, I'm so, I say this every time because I do have the best guests in the entire world, in the industry for sure. Today is a good friend of mine uh, and someone who is my, (laughs) and she knows this and maybe I'll tell the story of Veronica. Veronica is my business crush. And that's actually is how I I met Veronica, my guest, in the first place. So I'd like to go ahead and introduce a wonderful, wonderful person in this industry that if you don't know her already, then you will certainly know her after this. Please, uh, everybody, welcome Veronica. Can you please pronounce your last name so I don't butcher it? (laughs) It's Bartel. Gosh, that's really hard, by the way. I've known you for all these years, and I still can't say it. <laughs> it's Veronica Bautel, and when you see how it's written, you'll understand my confusion. So, Veronica Bautel, welcome to Pets Mean Business. Fantastic to be here with you, Jamie. Yay, I'm so glad. So, I'm going to give a quick bio, a little bit of a background on you. Then we're going to go ahead and just um, speedy off to break really quick, and then when we come back, we'll dive right in. So, like I said, I know Veronica because I've been really just stalking her and her business partner and her company for the greater part of 10 years. She's the founder of an organization of a company called Dog Tech. So, D-O-G. TEC. It is the dog industry's leading business consultancy. And so what Veronica and her team have been doing, they've been helping dog professionals create their dream pet businesses since 2003. She has written a book called How to Run a Dog Business, Putting Your Career Where Your Heart Is, um, as well as a newer newer publication, The Business of Dog Walking, How to Make a Living Doing What You Love. She's also the co-author of a book called Minding Your Dog Business, A Practical Guide to Business Success for Dog Professionals. And she, of course, writes for a lot of industry journals, many of 
of which I read, including doing a regular business column for the Association of Pet Dog Trainers Chronicle of the Dog publication. She is an incredibly sought-after speaker at conferences and dog training schools across the country and also internationally because she's also, and I think this is really important, the former director of behavior and training at the San Francisco ASPCA, which is, um, I think, at the heart of it, Veronica, that just shows so much passion. You got into this on the nonprofit side, and here you are now, 10 years later, 10 plus years later, as really the leading expert in dog business and, and professionalizing people's businesses who need some guidance around how to do that. So I just said all these things about you. So I want to welcome you again and tell you how honored I am to have you here. And I think that the things that we're going to talk about today are going to be very meaningful and very impactful. And I know that you also welcome people reaching out to you. So how about right now, before we go to break, would you mind giving out your contact information? Absolutely. Uh, It's Veronica at dogtech.org. So D-O-G-T-E-C dot O-R-G. And how about an email? Uh, yeah, that's Veronica at dogtech.org. Oh, you said that. Did you say that? <laughs> Why did I miss that? Okay. You're like, did, yes, I Jamie. I well, Veronica's a lot simpler it. to spell than Dowtel, right? Can you spell your last name? Will you spell it again? <laughs> it's B as in boy, O-U-T-E-L-L-E. And I realize now that, you know, really I should have legally changed it to Smith before I launched this business. <laughs> No, just totally, just one more thing that makes you stand out from the crowd. So, all right, well, we're going to go to break. When we come back, I am going to tell the quick story about how I came upon you and probably scared you, and you were so kind to me that day, but you, I didn't deserve kindness, let me tell you. All right, so you guys, we're going to take a break. We're here. Uh, you're listening to Pets Mean Business. I'm Jamie McDowell, your host. I'm so glad that you're here for this wonderful episode, and we'll be back after the break. Stay tuned. Do you know that moment when your dirty dog's about to jump in your nice, clean car? You can avoid all the cleanup and mess with a 4K9 seat cover. 4K9s makes heavy-duty seat covers and cargo liners that will blend seamlessly with the interior of your vehicle. You can find us at 4K9s.com, that's the number 4, K-N-I-N-E-S.com, or on Amazon.com. 4K9s makes nothing but the best for your best friend. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back from break. I'm Jamie McDowell, your host on Pets Mean Business on Pet Life Radio Network. And today our guest is Veronica Bautel. See, I'm working so hard you to get her it, last right now. I feel so proud of myself. So as you guys heard, she's a very, a very accomplished individual professionally and beyond in the pet industry. Her resume, your resume is really, really impressive and really a standout. You certainly have garnered a tremendous amount of, I think love is probably the best word. I think that when your name comes up, whether it's at a conference, whether it's in conversation, whatever it is. I have never, ever heard anyone say anything negative about you, Veronica. In all of these years, I've never even heard kind of of a, there's not even a wishy-washiness. When people say your name or they think about your organization and what you've accomplished and what you are continuing to create, there's just a real positive feeling behind it. How does that, I mean, what does that make you feel when you hear that? Well, I'll tell you, the nice thing about radio is you can't see me blushing. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, it means a lot because I, I think the word love is certainly accurate and, and passionate too. You know, think about all of our clients and the and all of the dog professionals' lives that we touch in one way or another. And, you know, the thing that they have in common is that incredible passion of living for the animals they care for and, and the clients that they serve. And for us, it's the same thing. You know, we live vicariously through our clients. Every time, you know, a client has a breakthrough of success, a website goes live, they get their first client, they hit their first financial milestone, they're able to quit the terrible job behind the, you know, at the desk, whatever it is, that that, we celebrate that. I mean, you know, we really truly live vicariously through our clients. We're as excited for them as they are for the dogs they train or care for. So, you know, to to hear that that we're having that impact, it means a lot to us. Well, and that's exactly, I mean, I think that the whole point of of what you just said and what I would take away from that is that when you have a true passion for something you're doing, whatever industry, right, we happen to be in the pet industry, so that's really easy to draw draw that passion picture. But if you have a passion for what you're doing, it does come with love and it does, it's organic. It's this beautiful, organic thing. And I feel like, and you know this better than anybody, that when people are drawn to this industry, it really is done based on this desire to have an impact and to connect with other individuals, whether they be animals or people. And I think that that's, and of course, you know, I think what's interesting about what you guys do is you actually, um, dog tech in particular, and you as an individual, and you and Gina, your business partner, because you live that, you are attracting exactly the right clients that have that desire to be better and to live the passion, not just people going through the motions, I guess. And I think there are some people in the industry just going through the motions at this point. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I do. We do see that. Absolutely. Um, but I agree with you. I think that the people who who really mean to do it with uh, a great deal of ethics and care where, you know, yes, they want to make a living, but their their primary concern um, is that the dogs and the clients receive the, the kind of care and service that they should. Those are the folks that tend to find their way to a company like Dog Tech you know, because we're, we're connecting on that level of values and not, uh, you know, not just about you know, the money, not just about the bottom line. It's about doing mm-hmm. things that, that are that are good for the business, certainly, but they have to be good for they have to be good for the dogs too, because that's why we're all in it in the first place. And and yeah, you know, I, I agree with you. Unfortunately, I do think that there are aspects of the industry that don't live up to that sort of uh, quality and value. But the wonderful thing, working doing the kind of work that we do inside the industry, is that we see every day that the real heart of the industry are individual people who truly love dogs and want to take that love and give themselves the joy of working with those dogs for a living. Well, you know, I think that um, it's been, and there's been some publicity around it recently that this industry, especially in the nonprofit shelter rescue world, but I think that pet care providers in general, there's a really high emotional burnout that happens. You know, we in our industry, unfortunately, we suffered a big loss of a superstar veterinarian behaviorist, Dr. Sophia Yin, about a year ago who took her own life and it's reported that you know that that was really about just feelings of depression around fatigue um, emotional compassion fatigue I believe is the term and organizations like yours and associations and groups they're really important to people who are working day in and day out with pets whether it's a for-profit venture or not I really don't believe that there's really a difference because you're still you're on the front lines of caring for pets and sometimes you're saying things even in a for-profit environment Environment, sometimes you're seeing things that really is very disheartening. So 
do you see the relationship between the stuff that you guys do and helping to ward off some of that depression? Or do you even come across that? Do you ever, are you ever in a consulting uh, session where someone is struggling with, with that fatigue? A lot of our work is support, absolutely. We do it on two levels. One is that we are very, very mindful when we're working with clients to set up their businesses, you know, to create them in the first place, or we're working with clients who have come to us because they're, they have businesses um, already that, um, that they're struggling with in some way or another. One of the things we focus on most is helping people to set their businesses up in a way that is long-term sustainable. Where you know, we're we're mindful of helping clients to create schedules, for example, that have work-life balance, um, mm-hmm. of setting their businesses up in such a way that they can avoid a lot of the contributors to that kind of burnout and stress. You know, we're we're able to identify what a lot of those are and and have gotten really creative over the years about uh, designing uh, our clients' work in such a way that they can avoid a lot of that. And then we do a lot of a lot of the consulting we do, although you know it can be technical on the business side, a lot of it is support too. And a lot of our clients keep us on long after their businesses are successful financially just to kind of maintain, um, maintain that support and you know, continuing to operate in such a way that they're going to enjoy this 10 years from now. I think one of the hardest things about our industry is that although there are so many of us in it, one of the things you hear a lot, and it's quite true, is it can be very isolating. Mm-hmm. Very fragmented, uh, very fragmented. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, a lot of times just having, uh, you're just having a trusted colleague that you can share the ups and downs with and who, you know, we try to help our clients do a lot of networking with each other too so mm-hmm. that they aren't out there alone. Sure. Um, because that, I think that's one of the, the biggest contributors to the kind of burnout that you're just Oh, that's, you know, that's a really good point. And I actually have a question for you. And I, I guess as I look at you and think about your background and what brought you to where you are today. Is there any of that fatigue, compassion fatigue or burnout that you were facing at San Francisco SPCA? Or did this, and so did dog tech come from that? Or what was the organic development of dog tech? And I guess the question is, did you start to experience any of that fatigue yourself in the nonprofit, in the role that you had? You know, I was fortunate in that um, one of the things that I had at the STCA that so many people in our industry don't have is a very, very robust team. You know, mm-hmm. we had we had built a department of people who were really firing in all cylinders together. And so, you know, although you certainly have the aspects of the job working in a shelter that, you know, that can send you home in a funk um, from time to time, mm-hmm. I think for us, because we weren't operating in an isolated way and because we were part of a very, very progressive um, shelter and had a lot of leeway for mm-hmm. um, kind of leading the charge in you know, good care of animals and, and the intersection between animals and the public. We were lucky not to have that. But the reason I started Dog Tech actually was one thing we had at the shelter at the time that was part of our department was the, the Academy for Dog Trainers, which was a you know, world-renowned mm-hmm. school for dog trainers. And sure. every year we were graduating amazing, amazing people out of that, uh, trainers out of that program. And then as we would follow up with them, we'd find that they were falling on their faces, that they, yep. they were incredible yep. trainers, but yep. um, but they weren't making it in business. And that was really what led to the idea for Dog Tech is finding a way to help these incredibly dedicated, talented professionals out there learn the business side of things so that they were less likely to burn out and less likely to find themselves back in cubicles. Wow, that is really pulling it together because you're exactly right, Veronica. 
people get into the industry, people get into the, whether it's because, as a dog walker or as um, work, you know, starting their first retail shop, whatever it is. I mean, wherever, however, whenever it is. And it's so focused, right? The focus is I'm going to go pet puppies all day. I'm going to work with the dog. I'm going to pet puppies. I'm going to cuddle with cats. It's going to be the greatest thing ever. And I want to be my own boss. I'm sick of the cubicle. I'm sick of, you know, whatever it is. I want to be my own leader, my own visionary. I want to carve out my own place in this world. And then they get into it and they go, oh, what? P&L? What's a P&L? What? <laughs> who is a P and who is an L? Because I don't know any of these people. And then the reality faces them that this isn't just about puppies and kittens, but it's really about, it's really about entrepreneurship. And entrepreneurship, I don't care what the industry is, entrepreneurship has very basic principles. And it's tough. It's a tough lifestyle. And, and it's challenging, as you very well know. And so you take entrepreneurship, and then you mix that with a passion-generated decision to come into the industry. And then you throw in some of that isolation that you just addressed a few moments ago, and maybe some of that compassion fatigue. It is really very, it could be very, very hard. It could be very difficult. It's a, hard, it's a hard mix, especially because I think that, at least in our experience, the vast majority, so, so, so many of people who come into this industry, particularly in the service side of it, trainers, walkers, pet sitters, daycare mm-hmm. operators, boarding kennels, etc., the first instinct, the first drive is altruism. It's yep, not entrepreneurial. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And that's you, such you, a good point. you get in, you, you finally give yourself the, the permission to go pursue your passion for a living, only to find that there aren't a lot of you know, there aren't, it's, it's not easy to find a job in this industry. And so a lot of people end up deciding to go into work for themselves. All right, I have to interrupt that. you. I have to interrupt you. I have to do it. Veronica, it is getting easier to find a job in this industry because do you know about the website? Fetch, I, fetch, know fetch, why. Find, I know huh? why. I know why. <laughs> You got there first. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Amazing, I, I do job little changing that. Listen, amazing do, job changing that. But before so Fetch Find, people didn't have a lot of choice. I mean, it was work for yourself or stay in the cubicle. That's right. That's right. And I don't do a lot of. By the way, I everyone knows if you've been listening, I don't do a lot of self promotion about Fetch Find. But fact, that really was a perfect. Yeah. Listen, how you could just, you pass that up? I, I love you for that. So let's take a break because it's a great place to end on, right? It's a great place to go to break talking about that, about the opportunity and about the change that we're seeing within the industry as it relates to people wanting to get into it and what are the resources around that. So we'll go to break right now. When we come back, I still want to tell the story about how I came upon you. You uh, did promise your audience that. I know, I will. I will deliver. <laughs> All right, on that note, guys, uh, you're listening to some really good stuff here on, on Pet Life Radio Network and specifically on Pets Mean Business. I'm Jamie McDowell. We'll be back after this. Calling all pet product manufacturers and pet experts. Let the public relations and marketing professionals at Whitegate PR get you featured in the news. I'm Dana Humphrey at Whitegate PR, and we have been specializing in pet product PR for over 10 years and can get your brand featured in the media from TV to radio to print to blogs. You can find out more at www.whitegatepr.com. Amazing Pet Expos is coming to a city near you. Admission is always free and your pet is welcome. Shopping, adoptions, free nail trims, discounted shots and microchipping, agility, a pet costume contest, and much more. Plus, meet the guys from Animal Planet's hit TV series Tank and Pit Boss online at AmazingPetExpos.com. Bring your pets to the pet.
Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, welcome back. Are you petting your dog or are you uh, nuzzling up against your cat and you're just having daydreams about wanting to work in the pet industry? I bet you are. And if you are, you're listening to the right show at the right time with the right person who we're interviewing and uh, who, I hate to say interviewing because it's not an interview, Veronica, it's a conversation, (laughs) right? It's a conversation between two people who have been around the block in this industry for a long time and I have very, I think, similar yet unique perspectives. So this is the time that I want to explain how I know you because it's not just because I, I wanted to have you as a guest because I would have sought you out anyway had I not known you because you're such an exceptional person and what you're doing is so incredible. But let's talk about this. All right. Do you remember the day? Do you remember? I do. I remember exactly where I was standing. Okay. Well, I remember too. I crush hard on people. I crush hard on concepts. I crush hard on on ideas. And when I come across something, and I'm very selective, by the way, this is not like a crush, crush, crush. I mean, I really am very selective. I think I am. I have a discerning, crushing uh, sense. And so I came across Veronica and Gina's business dog tech many, many years ago. I don't even know when it was, but I've been watching the business develop, uh, frequent her to the website, always and in, in any opportunity uh, to go see Veronica speak at a conference. Uh, if she were presenting at one of the conferences I attended, I always wanted to sit in the audience and I always had. And, you know, just really impressed. If you haven't heard it already through our conversation, really impressed with who Veronica is and what dog tech is doing and truly crushing hardcore, like like creepy almost. So I had this idea, I think it was what, two, I don't know when it was, three years ago, four years ago? I think so, whatever. It feels a little longer, but time, time does pass. Some, some period of years ago, obviously Veronica and I are both dog trainers, and so we're, we're members of this organization called Association of Pet Dog Trainers, and we have these you know conferences where everyone comes once a year, and yeah, they're conferences. Once a year, the organization puts on a conference, speakers, what have you, trade show, etc. And so Veronica and Gina, her business partner, had a booth set up at the trade show, a dog tech booth. And I, and everyone in my organization, everyone I work with who was there at the conference with me, they, they said, Jamie, don't you think it's time that you come out of the closet with your love for dog tech? And I was so intimidated. Veronica, I was so intimidated, still am, by the way, by who you are and what you do. I just didn't know what to do. So I just, I came on full Jamie, like, and like just full on Jamie walked up to you at the booth and said, hi, I'm Jamie and I have a business crush on you. And you and Gina were so kind and and so, I don't know if you were tickled or scared or a little bit of both, but you were so exactly who I'd hoped you were, which was warm and welcoming and cool. And, and it was in that moment that I knew that my crush really, that I really did choose the right business and people to crush on. This is what you do. I mean, this is who you guys are. That that's the, think about that for a second. For years, I had been watching you do what you do, and it was so impressive to me that I could not wait to be able to have a connection with you. I didn't know how that connection was going to pan out. I didn't know how what was going to happen. Gratefully, we've worked out a lot of things, and we do a lot of work together now. But it was just it's such a testament to you and, uh, and what, you've, what you've done. Did I scare you that day? You can be honest. 
No, we thought it was fantastic. We got such a kick out of it. And, you know, it's one of the things we really strive for because you were talking before the break about how many of our clients come at this, you know, without an entrepreneurial background. So the whole business aspect is quite scary and intimidating. It's really important to us through our writing and our speaking and, and just, you know, we hope through who we are to be really approachable, to, to, to make all of this seem less scary. And so the fact that you felt you could walk up and, and be that bold, we just loved it. And, and I knew, <laughs> I knew in that moment, like, oh yeah, this, you know, by the time we'd finished that conversation, you know, I, I remember thinking, you know, at some point somewhere, we've got to find a way to work together because we just, I love that kind of, you can be in business without having to be a business person. That's you know, right. And that's one of that's the right. things that we really try to help our clients realize. You can be who you are and learn a skill set and not have to change who you are to be successful with it. That's and that's so, right. yeah, we loved it. Thanks. I'm glad you said that. Okay, I'm glad we talked about that. We can get it over with. Actually, but you know what, though? This is actually a good um, a good place to talk about how we have worked together and one of the services that you guys offer and how we just really believe in this in terms of coming into the industry or being better professionals. Will you share with our listeners about, um, about Dog Walk Academy? Yeah, so we have a, a certification program called the Dog Walking Academy. And the idea for this started actually the idea for the program actually predated the idea for dog tech itself but I got my start as a dog walker and um, so did my dog walking academy colleague Kim Moeller who was a co-creator of the program and one of the reasons I ended up in the dog training industry was because when I started my dog walking business it didn't take very long to realize that although I labored under the preconceived notion that most dog owners do that you know we've had dogs all our lives and so we know everything there is to know it didn't take very long after starting to walk other people's dogs to realize that maybe I didn't know everything and there were you know problems and issues I really wasn't sure how to solve and I started looking around for a school and there weren't any schools and the closest thing I could find was the academy over in San Francisco so without any intention at the time of being a dog trainer I I went over there and took that program and it was eye opening you know you start to realize wow gosh how much how much there really is to know about dogs and dog behavior and and you know that was sort of my my entry into a profession and so one of the first things we did when we started dog tech was to say you know okay let's let's create a program um, for dog walkers who really want to professionalize what they do and make their lives a little bit easier out there and the dogs lives a little bit more safe and so now I don't know what is it 12 or 13 years later we have is it really that long you've been doing it yeah I think we started the dog walking academy in 2003 we held it oh. for the first time in San Francisco Did not and know that. um yeah, and Kim and I still teach the original program in San Francisco, but we now have an incredible, incredible team of 25 instructors teaching in 25 different locations uh, nationally and internationally. These are you know, phenomenally qualified, successful, accomplished dog trainers and um, who are out there helping people in all of these different locations to not just become a dog walker for a living, but to become a truly professional dog walker um, with the knowledge and skill set both in business um, and also in dogs and to really set themselves apart and to elevate the industry. You know, one of the 
one of the hardest things about our industry, whether you're a, a dog trainer or a daycare operator or a pet sitter or a dog walker, et cetera, is, you know, unlike most professions, accountants and lawyers and doctors and whatnot, mm-hmm. there are no standards. Mm-hmm. We have no body that says these no, are the things zero. you should know and be able to do and we're going to enforce them. We don't have that in this Isn't industry. Isn't that crazy? So Isn't that insane? It's, it's entirely crazy. But what I love about the people who attend our dog walking academy program is that they are opting into something that yep. they do not have to. They are elevating not yep. just themselves and their own business, but helping collectively to elevate the industry. And it's incredible. You know, we really celebrate that. Um, it's one thing, you know, to you know to attend a program because you are legally to. obligated to do <laughs> it. It's another thing to do it by choice. And you know, we we just thank the world um, of our students who opt in for that. Yeah, we, in, in a full disclosure moment, um, which I think that happens pretty much once an episode, which is that <laughs> my, I have a company here in Chicago called Canine Link, which is a, which is an in-person school for people who are uh, wanting to become dog trainers or dog professionals. We have a nine-month program, but part of our program offering and part of our community offering is we are honored and lucky to be one of the 25 people, one of the 25 organizations that puts on and hosts the Dog Walking Academy. And so, and we do that here in Chicago. So if you're a Chicago listener and you're interested in, in Dog Walking Academy, just you know let me know and I can totally hook you up with that info. But on the flip side of that, I think it's important too, Veronica, if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit of the structure around that. Because I think there's, you know, if you go online, if you go do a Google search around like dog education or professional dog education, it's so overwhelming and convoluted and fragmented that your program and how you guys designed your workshop or your, your certification course, you did it so thoughtfully and so mindfully. Will you just talk about just real quickly, like a, like a 45 second overview of how you guys did it so it's not so overwhelming for people to think about coming and doing a certification program? Absolutely. Well, for one thing, we keep it very small. We have a, you know, it's a very small number of students per program. Depending on the location, it's either a three or four day program. Um, some locations teach a Friday, Saturday, Sunday course, and some do a Thursday, Friday evening, and all day Saturday, Sunday. So it's very manageable in terms of fitting it into a work schedule, whether you're already walking dogs and don't want to have to cancel on clients, or whether you're working full time and just sort of exploring a career change. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very accessible that way. We've also chosen our instructors not just for the incredible Incredible knowledge set that they have, but also for who they are. Their supportive, warm, approachable personalities, their teaching style. We want that weekend to be life-changing for people. Um, we want it to be mm-hmm. something that really empowers people in terms of the kind of um, knowledge that they learn and sort of sets them on a, a whole new educational path in the industry and also makes it possible for them to either really push forward an existing business or have the basic tools they need to go ahead and start one, to start you know, actually putting their dream into reality. Um, so we try to, to make it a really um, empowering, positive experience where whatever you come in knowing is honored and we take you from there and, and push it forward. I like what you just said, whatever you come in knowing is honored because I think that could be very off-putting for a lot of folks who either are kind of starting out in the career, whatever that career is, dog training, dog walking, boarding, daycare, kennel, etc. I think it could be very hard to go and seek out education because you, know, you know some stuff, right? 
it either you know it because you've done a little bit of uh, you've done some academic stuff or you've done a lot of reading or it's just it's just done experientially I think it's really difficult to walk into an environment not knowing how you're going to be perceived or judged based on your either right. where you've sourced that knowledge your lack of knowledge or maybe you're the wrong knowledge whatever that is and I think what you guys do and I think this is really what really what we as pet professionals and educators and influencers and all of those other words I think that's really our job is to be welcoming and to honor folks who are coming to the industry no matter what their background is no matter what their experience is no matter what their assumptions are and and again I think that I don't want to make this all about it's not this is not like a we're not doing a commercial for dog tech. I, I don't want anyone to think that that's what we're doing because it's not. It's not. It's not, for, it's not intended to be that, and I don't think it is that at all. I think what it is is saying that you and your organization and the people that you've affiliated yourself with, you guys have found the sweet spot where you know you need to educate folks who don't necessarily think they want to be educated or know they need to be educated, you've done so where you've created this, um, and this goes back to the original part of our conversation, you've done so in this welcoming, warm, um, just super empathetic way that people are comfortable coming to you no matter no matter what their background is. And I've sat in, Veronica, I don't, I mean, we've never talked about this, but you know, I've sat in on some of the dog walking academies. Two of our wonderful staff members do it, Sarah and Allison, Beck and Allison rather. And you know, they do a phenomenal job. Yeah, they're, they're amazing. Yeah, they're, they're kind of amazing. But I've sat in, I always sit in, I always stop in for at least you know, a couple of hours or an hour, just check in, meet everybody, see where they're from, do a welcome, etc. And it is a mix. I mean, it's a mix, right? Some people come in because they really, truly have no idea what to expect. And some people come in, and I'm going to say this, and I say this in the kindest way possible with a chip on their shoulder, where maybe their boss sent them here, or maybe they were, or they, or they feel like they have to do this to be competitive. And I'm telling you, I see that just, just melt away. And and where people start to feel a belongingness to to the industry. And I think that's really, if we can do that for folks in any way, shape, or form, whether it's through the show or through your program or through, uh, you know, some sort of Facebook group or a conference, whatever it is, if we can just create that feeling for everybody that this is a welcoming, inclusive industry. And if you seek out the right people... Go ahead. That's right, and, and to try to really establish that culture, too. I think it's it's one of the things that uh, we're most proud of with the Dog Walking Academy and one of the things that, that our graduates tell us that they most appreciate because we really do, we strive to foster um, a lot of collegiality in the individual cadres, you know, with the, the, the students who went through the program together. But we also, you know, we have a lot of structure behind the program, too, um, a private Facebook group for graduates, for example, that is extremely extremely active and supportive and the part of what we try to do with this program is to you know is to combat that isolation that we talked about earlier is to give right. people a real sense of community and connection with colleagues in their immediate area and across the country and even internationally doing the same sorts of things that that they do and um, to really build that community. Well, one of the things and this is a whole other conversation for another time because it's really compelling and really uh Oh, let's see. I think it could be a, a dangerous conversation to some degree, which is why does it matter and how should it matter to the pet parents, to the consumer? And why is a certification course like yours or any educational mechanism or core, why is this important? And what is lost in translation? So here we are as, as educators, as pet professionals, doing the best we can do to professionalize and raise the bar and raise the industry standards. But who's hearing the message? It's just my challenge. I don't know if 
if you have this, I, I sense that you do. My challenge is how do we take this from this internal dialogue, right? Because you and I are on the same page. We talk to the same, our audience are, you know, it's easy to get to our audience. How do we cross that divide and talk to, you know, Jane Smith and her Yorkie puppy to look for a dog walker or to choose a daycare center? How do we communicate that? And that's just, I think, something the industry is just starting to really take a look at and pay attention to and think about how we can combat that because it's really important because all of this work cannot go, all of this work, all of this education should not go unnoticed or unrewarded. And I know that, uh, I, I assume you share, I assume you share that concern or that feeling or that thought. Absolutely. In fact, it's, it's some of the work that we do with all of our clients and some work that we're starting to do in a much more systematic way with our Dog Walking Academy graduates as well is is that ground-up marketing, that a big part of the kind of uh, marketing that we teach is uh, has an educational component that while people are promoting their own businesses, they are also helping to, to educate their local community about this lack of industry regulation, about the kind of choices they face right. when they're choosing a trainer or a daycare or a walker and how mm-hmm. to make those choices in a more um, informed and enlightened way um, to create some some sort of ground up pressure for um, more and more industry professionals to to choose to join us in this collective effort to yeah. um, to up our game. Yeah, and also it's not just you know we're not just talking about dog walking. I mean, it really is across the board. Whether it's Absolutely. and this and this extends to listen. This extends to the animal welfare uh, vertical as well. It's not just it's not just about these for profit businesses. I think it extends well beyond that. I think if people are interacting with animals, there needs to be some you know some collective understanding, and that the public understands what that collective understanding is. But we will get there. I know we'll get there because we're still new. We're in, we're a young industry, right? I mean, we. We are really young, and I don't think people realize that either. And we're going to see lots of changes, and it's going to be really interesting to watch. Really excited and honored and grateful to be a part of those conversations and hopefully be influential in that way. I know that you feel that way. I certainly feel that way. Um, and we're, we're really lucky, you know. I mean, I think that we're, we are really lucky that we got into the industry at such a, such kind of a momentous time, a time of change and growth and opportunity. I feel like that every day. And I, yeah, I know it sounds like a cliche. But no, it's not. I, do. I feel phenomenally fortunate every single day to do what I do. Me too. Me too. We are we are really lucky. So you guys, if you're sitting there like thinking, I want to be lucky. <laughs> I want to. I want to be grateful. I want to be honored. I want to be all these things. You can. You can come join us in the pet industry, and there's lots of ways to do that. And there's no right or wrong. It's just how and when and why and where. So you can reach out to Veronica. She certainly is happy to field any of those questions. Veronica DogTech.org or JamiePetLifeRadio.com or Jamie. I think it's JM JamieMigdal.com. You can reach me that way. You can anything that you guys need. Please reach out. We can hook you up with folks. We can give you resources. Sources. We can connect you with ideas and concepts and books and all the things that I think that people are looking for when they're just getting into the game or they're looking to up their game. So on that note, Veronica, my dear, on that note, this has been a wonderful, I don't even know how long we've been talking, but I feel like it's been too short. Always. But it's been a really great conversation, as always. You're a dear person in my life, professionally and personally. And I hope that our relationship, I hope that the meaning, the deepness and the authenticity of our relationship translated well in this medium, in this venue. I hope it did, you guys. I hope you heard about, I hope you heard two people talking to each other about an industry that we both love and the opportunities that uh, lie within. So, you guys, Veronica, thank you again. It it's was been a- so my pleasure. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. All right, guys, until next time. 
go find something that makes you happy and do it. And it doesn't matter what it is. It's going to be there waiting for you. And, uh, and you're lucky to be thinking about things and considering things because it's a great place to be, to be looking up to the sky for, for the next step. All right. On that note, I'm saying goodbye. I'm signing off. This is Jamie Bingdahl, your host of Pets Mean Business on Pet Life Radio Network. I'll see you next time. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.